Good morning. It is August the 8th, 2023, and I started out thinking that I was going to do something fairly simple and as usual when you're dealing with the UCC and the USC codes, nothing is simple. So here is the deal. I have come across information that refers to a a, a process by which you can declare something in a court um, and it's it's basically challenging jurisdiction but in a way that requires the court to actually provide information back and I ran across this website that has a bunch of cases that shows that that particular method of argument is not valid that the courts just pretty much run over it every time so i figured well let's go ahead and take a look at this and see exactly what the courts are saying about it so that we can decide for ourselves whether or not this is legit a legit argument or not and if it is a legit argument how to how to respond when the court comes at you negatively and says that it's that you have no you know standing so I took this particular case and I went and I looked it up. And so here is the case. I'm not going to go through the whole thing. The guy's arguing uh, a couple different points, but I wanted to kind of stick to uh, one particular part. And so right here, this is the judge talking and he says, I generally do not accept uh, pro se submissions from represented litigants. However, in order to put these is issues to rest, I issue this order. None of the defendant's pro se filings provide a basis for questioning the jurisdiction of this court over defendant or charged. I'm sorry. Help, let me move this over a little bit because the web browser gets a little goofy. Um, uh, court over the defendant of the charged offenses or the authority of the United States Attorney's Office to prosecute the case. The district court has personal jurisdiction over any defendant brought before it. And then it refers to this particular case, United States versus Marks 530. So it's like, okay, well, if they have personal jurisdiction over everybody that comes before the court, then we need to dive into that a little bit more because it that's that's a lot that's saying quite a bit so the next thing i did is i went and i looked up the next case so here is the case of us versus marks and it says here the government has here met its burden of establishing both subject matter and personal jurisdiction under 18 USC 3231 federal district courts have exclusive original jurisdiction over all offenses against the laws of the United States. Okay. So now I want to, I want to kind of preface this with something. I want you to remember that if I am a citizen of the state of Georgia and of the, of the Republic and I commit a crime that is something that Alabama can, or I do something that Alabama considers to be a crime. Alabama cannot come to Georgia and prosecute me for, for breaking a law that is an Alabama law when I was in the state of Georgia. That that's, that, that's a ridiculous claim. So that kind of goes, you, you kind of have to keep that in the back of your head. So let's go look at what this personal jurisdiction is under 18 USC 3231. 
So I'm going to go look at 3231. And 3231 says the district courts of the United States shall have original jurisdiction exclusive of the courts of the states of all offenses against the laws of the United States. Nothing in this title shall be held to take away or impair the jurisdiction of the courts of the several states under the laws thereof. Now, I want to, I, I'm, the more I get into this, the more I, I think this is probably what is going on. But proper nouns are very important here. The USC is written by the federal government. And therefore, when they use the word state and they're talking about their own state or states, they are going to use a capital S. It's the same in the Constitution. When they were talking about the several states, they used a capital letter S in the Constitution to reference those states because it represented them, their, their property. And so... In this context, I'm going to take the initial position strictly off of the capitalization of the word, which you may argue is kind of ridiculous, but we'll dive into this. Um, but I'm going to take the position that when they say the several states and then the courts of the states, they're not actually talking about the courts of the state of Georgia or Alabama. They're actually talking about states of the federal government, which has no definition. The only reason that they would put that in here is to confuse us because there are no states of the federal government, at least not that I've ever run across. So maybe if somebody can give me an example of a state of the federal government, uh, that would change my mind. But right now it looks like they just made this term up to confuse us. But is that true? I mean, it, this, this is a little interesting because it seems like the federal government is exercising its jurisdiction within one of the several states, which we already know can't happen. So let's dig into this a little bit more. So this has caused me to basically go look up 18 USC, period, because I was like, well, if I need to better understand what 18 USC is doing because it has some very confusing terminology here and I needed a definition of the word state. I need to be more specific here. So I go into, and I want to slide this back over, I go into 18 USC and one of the things that I get to here is 3041 and it says power of the courts and magistrates. Well, that seems like a good place to start looking. So I'm going to go in and we look at the power of uh, courts and magistrates. And it says for any offense against the United States, the offender may by any justice or judge of the United States or by any United States magistrate judge or by any chancellor judge or supreme or superior court chief or first judge of common plea mayor of a city justice of the peace or other magistrate of any state now the first thing i want you to understand i want you to look at here though is here they used a lowercase state does it mean anything i have we don't know we're just making some assumptions here so at this point it says uh, of any state where the offender may be found now, that's kind of interesting because they say lowercase state where he may be found and at the expense of the United States be arrested and imprisoned or released as provided under Chapter 207 of this title. So the interesting part here is that we have a reference here that is different than the other places, which is kind of 
confusing. Why are they using capital S in some places and lowercase s in others? And does it have any significance? So let's take a look down here. It says, uh, the same section, it says, a United States judge or magistrate judge shall proceed under this section according to the rules promulgated by the Supreme Court of the United States. Any state judge or magistrate acting hereunder may proceed according to the usual mode of procedure of his state, again, capital or lowercase letter, but his acts and orders shall have no effect beyond determining the provisions of 3142 of this title. So, again, it appears that the federal government is executing jurisdiction within the boundaries of a state who has sovereignty. And I'm not, I'm not really sure how that's being pulled off. So let's take a look at this next section. And this is section 3042, extra, extraterritorial jurisdiction extraterritorial jurisdiction it says section 3041 of this title shall apply in any country where the united states exercises extraterritorial jurisdiction for the arrest and removal therefrom to the united states of any citizen or national of the united states well now that seems to get into a little bit of a a interesting sidewinder here because this is specifically saying that they can only extradite people that are citizens or nationals of the United States. Now, remember a national is a state national. It's someone that has no uh, uh, allegiance to the United States. Their allegiance is to a state that is a national, but a national of the United States is actually a person that owes allegiance to the United States, to the District of Columbia. And the word citizen is also a citizen of the United States or the District of Columbia. So, and we've gone through this, you know, in, in past videos, hopefully enough to, to prove the point. But this is saying that they only have this capability if they're dealing with a United States citizen or a national of the United States, it doesn't say anything about a state national. And so I'd argue right off the bat that this is, does not give them jurisdiction, definitely not personal jurisdiction over a state citizen, even though they may have broken a federal crime because the federal government only has jurisdiction within its own jurisdiction, its own territorial areas. And so we've, we've taken this, this what seemed to be a, a pretty simple case with the Supreme Court, and we've already got some pretty deep holes in it. Now, we could, again, we, we still... The, the thing that's aggravating to me is you'll notice all over the place, they usually will give us links to the United States and they'll tell us what the United States is. They hardly ever give us links to the word state. And so one of the things that, that I want to do is I want to jump over here and take a look and I'm going to pull my obsidian notes over so you can kind of see them. But I want to actually... I don't know if you can see those. Let's just go look up. I'll, I'll go look up this section. Um, what ended up happening, let's see if this link goes. 
No. Um, what ended up happening is as I was going through this, I ended up finding a another section in, in 18 USC, USC uh, 3156. I ended up finding another part of the code in in 18 usc that started talking about states in the united states and lo and behold it actually referenced a state and pointed to a definition so it turns out 18 usc 3156 is the definitions for only a few of the things because this thing gets really crazy because there's a section in here under offenses that tells you that if you're an individual, you have one set of offenses. And if you're a person, you have a different set, but they don't define either of those terms in that area. This section also does not define what they classify as an individual versus a person. So there's the thing is just completely hogwash that we actually are supposed to be abiding by this this is this is the there's just no way that anyone should be responsible for having to abide by any of these these definitions and codes but let's take a look right here it says uh five the term state includes a state of the united states the district of columbia and any commonwealth territory possession of the united states again the, the a state of the union is not a possession of the United States. It is not a possession of the District of Columbia. The, the United States is the District of Columbia. Every single thing listed here, the, the District of Columbia, the Commonwealth Territory, possession of the United States, all those things are possessions of the District of Columbia. The word state, however, is not. And it's interesting because they use a capital letter S again, which would indicate that they're talking about their states, not the states of the union. And in addition to that, they say specifically a state of the United States. Well, Georgia is not a state of the United States. Georgia is its own state. It is part of the United States of America now, this is interesting that they would say a state of the United States, because if you remember from a podcast that I did a couple of weeks ago, I, I brought up an organization as an international organization that was responsible for organizing all of the states into a into a what they call the federated state. And so let, let's take a quick look at that just so that we can remember exactly what it was that we were talking about. But if you would go over here to Wikipedia you can see here that it's a federated state um, and it is specifically it says such states differ from fully sovereign states in that they do not have full sovereign powers as a as the sovereign powers have been divided between the federated states and the central or federal government so the, these people seem to be um insinuating that the state of Georgia, for example, is a federated state in, under the federal constitution and that it shares sovereignty with the federal government. Now, I don't argue that 
the thing that we find ourselves within resembles that quite a bit. Um, I do believe that 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 is probably what has happened. But the problem is, is that the Union state of Georgia is still here. It's still sitting underneath all this bull crap somewhere. Um, we've got to we've got to find it and, and bring it back to life. But as a state citizen, I am not a United States citizen. I'm not a citizen of the District of Columbia. And I would also argue that if if all of this were true, if, if our government, if our country had been completely taken over, our Constitution no longer matters, the whole thing is a farce, there's no... You know, no uh, reason for all of this stuff to to exist any longer. <clears throat> the the Union State of Georgia's gone, the Constitution's gone, and and so forth. There would be absolutely no reason for them to write laws that resemble this mess. Like, there's no reason for them to go and and have a capital letter S and a lowercase letter S and to say that the federal government has jurisdiction over here, but it doesn't have jurisdiction over there. There would be no reason to do all of that if we'd been overtaken and our Constitution was dead. The reason that they have to write code like this, the reason they have to write this stuff in a way that no one can understand what they're talking about is because the Constitution is still alive. It's still there, and it's still very much important to the, to the functions of our country. The thing that they have done is they've come in and brainwashed all of us into believing that they are the ones that are in control and believing that all of this bullshit code that we that we sit here all day long reading and trying to figure out what in the world they're talking about. All of this was written to confuse us, to make us believe that they're the ones that are in control. They're the sovereigns and we're the slaves. We're the ones that are, we do what our masters tell us to do. That is not the way this country was set up and is not the way that we should be acting. We are the ones in control. We're the ones with the numbers. We're the ones with the guns. We're the ones with the ammo. And I'm not suggesting that we use them. I don't want to use them. I want to use them to protect ourselves. I don't want to use them as a front. And we need to use our brains to take back what has been taken from us because these people have lied and cheated and fraudulently taken over our government. And it is time that we all wake up and realize that it's all fake, that it, they have no power whatsoever. We have got all of it and we need to take back what is ours.